on the news. Tinubu orders security agencies to rescue abductors and for our students. Police family declares no rush in Mubaz death probe, vows to follow investigation protocols. Federal government to restore prestige of green passport, six EU backing. ITEC to begin construction on Lagos Calabar Highway as federal government signs contract in two weeks. Danford driver create chaos by stripping naked after stabbing Lasma official. Police in testify search of missing a school student, Ellen Okori. NASA lands largest asteroid sample ever collected in the US. Morata's brace ends Real Madrid's winning streak in Derby victory. To listen to the news in full, can you click on the link below? President Bola Ahmed Tinubu has given a strong directive to security agencies to take immediate action and rescue the female students who were abducted in Zamfara. Following the recent attack by bandits in Sabongida community, Mugundu local government area, where over 24 students of the Federal University of Gusu, Zamfara, were kidnapped, six of them have been rescued. However, President Tinubu has ordered security operatives to ensure the safe release of those still in captivity. In a statement released on Sunday, Presidential Spokesman Ajure Ngalali conveyed President Tinubu's condemnation of the reprehensible act of abduction. The President emphasized that there is no moral justification for such heinous crimes against innocent victims who were simply pursuing quality education. President Tinubu expressed his condolences to the family of those affected and reiterated his, commitment, his government commitment to protecting every Nigerian citizen. He assured the families of the abducted students that no effort will be spared in ensuring their safe return. Furthermore, Tinubu vowed to maintain educational institutions as sanctuaries of knowledge, growth, and opportunity free from the menacing art of terrorists. Of terrorists, the president is determined to safeguard the future of education in Nigeria. Welcome back to the news on our Akronshei podcast. Kindly follow our podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and AudioMark at Arakurinshei Podcast. And also follow us on all social media accounts, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. Thank you. The police in Lagos have issued a strong warning that they will not be pressured to extend investigation into the death of Afrobeat singer Ilirulu Aloba, popularly known as Mobad. Nigerians are demanding justice and a thorough investigation into the mysterious circumstances surrounding his death. In a statement, the police public relations officer, Benjamin Ondein, emphasized that the investigation will not be turned into a media trial. He assured the public that the police will follow established protocols and that the right questions will be asked and answered at the appropriate time and place. The police are committed to a meticulous homicide investigation with zero tolerance for any negligence. In a meeting with Euro- European Union Ambassador to Nigeria, Samuel Isopi, Minister of Interior Dr. Lubumitunjiojo shared the government commitment to implementing crucial reforms aimed at reviving Nigeria's international passport. These reforms aim to combat identity theft, enhance transparency in passport processing, and ensure the green passport integrity. Dr. Tunjiojo stated, We have already taken steps to address the challenges in our passport application and collection process. We have made significant progress and are actively working on reducing identity theft. Our goal is to restore the pride and integrity of the green passport. 
emphasized that solving crime and migration issues in Nigeria would have, would have positive implications for the entire African continent. Given the shared boundaries between Africa and the European Union, the Minister urged the AU to support Nigeria's reform efforts, particularly in deploying technology for improved border management. Highlighting the importance of the EU to Nigeria's socio-economic development, Dr. Tunji expressed gratitude for the historical bilateral support between the two entities. Additionally, he mentioned plans to decongest the nation's correctional facilities. By undertaking these reforms and seeking collaboration with the European Union, the Nigerian government aims to strengthen the green passport reputation and ensure a smoother passport application process for its citizens. ITAI Construction Company Limited is all set to kick off the much anticipated Lagos Calabar Coastal Highway project, according to Minister of Works Mr. Dave Umai. During a recent interview with engineers from the Federal Ministry of Works and the contractor's team in Lagos, Umai expressed his excitement about the project, which will greatly enhance connectivity across the nation. President Bolat and commitment to the restoration and rapid development of Nigeria is evident in this ambitious undertaking. Umai further reviewed that the project will be a public-private partnership with tools implemented upon completion. The contractor has already secured the necessary funds for the project and the construction will commence after the contract is officially signed in two ways. The highway will link various key points including the Lagos Badago Expressway, the proposed Fort Milan Bridge, Lagos Deep Sea Port Road and five locations in northern Nigeria via the Ogoja Ecom route. The project will be carried out in phases with completed sessions being put into use and towed. Additionally, the highway will feature rail lines running through the middle of the carriageways. WAEC to introduce CBT to examination. The West African Examinations Council WAEC is making significant progress in its plans to introduce the computer-based test CBT mode for the administration of its examinations. Mr. Patrick Arega, the head of the National Service, revealed in an interview with the News Agency of Nigeria that the council has already embarked on the planning process for CBT exams. However, the implementation of CBT for practicals and essay papers presents challenges that need to be addressed, such as access to computer facilities and electricity in schools. Despite these obstacles, WAEC is actively working towards incorporating CBT into its examination system. The Ekiti State Police Command has launched a thorough investigation into the disappearance of Elin Okori, an undergraduate student at Ekiti State University. In a press statement issued by Sunday Abutu, the command spokesperson, it was revealed that the 23-year-old student left her home after about 10 days ago and hasn't returned since. The police describe her as a 500-level student who is 23 years old, has a chocolate complexion and speaks English and Igbo fluently. The command has taken immediate action to unravel the whereabouts of Elaine, promising to deploy necessary strategies to uncover the truth behind her sudden disappearance. This incident this incident adds to the growing concern over missing students in tertiary institutions. Just recently, the lifeless body of Blessing Karami Moses, a 26-year-old National Open University of Nigeria now student who had been missing since September 11, 2023, was tragically discovered in the wooded area in Karimo. The FCT police authorities have vowed to continue the investigation into this matter. The Lagos State Government has issued a firm directive to Shanti's owner situated along the Blue Red Line, instructing them to leave the area. The decision conveyed by the Commissioner for Environment and Water Resources to Wahab follows a one-month notice given by the gov Governor to street traders, quarters, and occupants of shanties and abandoned vehicles along the lagos Badagu Expressway. Commissioner Wahab personally oversaw
Lagos State Government orders Shanti owners to vacate Blue Ray Corridor. The Lagos State Government has issued a firm directive to Shanti owners situated along the Blue Ray Line instructing them to leave the area. The decision conveyed by the Commissioner for Environment and Water Resources to Kumbawahab follows a one-month notice given by the Governor to street traders, squatters and occupants of shanties and abandoned vehicles along the Lagos Bada Expressway. Commissioner Wahab personally oversaw the removal of these shanties, emphasizing the need for compliance with the directive. It is crucial for affected individuals to either relocate entirely or move behind the road setback. Failure to adhere to, the, to adhere to the directive may result in further measures being taken by the authorities. Ensuring the setback on international highways is essential for the upcoming Blue Line Rail project and overall community safety. Stay tuned for more updates on this ongoing development as the Lagos State Government continues its effort to enforce, to enhance infrastructure and improve the living conditions of its residents. Danfoe driver creates chaos by stripping naked after stabbing Lasma official. In a shocking incident in Lagos, a Danfoe driver went to the extreme lane to avoid arrest after stabbing a Lagos State Traffic Management Agency Lasma official. The altercation took place in the Costain area of Lagos following the driver's involvement in a traffic offense. According to Lasma, the driver of a painted Volkswagen T4 commercial bus LSR9CCYE was apprehended for causing serious traffic obstruction by picking up passengers on the main expressway near Coste, causing inconvenience to other road users. Despite attempt to escape, the driver was successfully apprehended by the enforcement team. However, the situation took a drastic turn when the driver produced a knife and attacked the last official, inflicting a deep cut. In a bizarre attempt to evade capture, the driver stripped himself naked, causing a significant commotion. Eventually, the driver was arrested by the police from a Pony police station. Dangerous weapons, including a cutlass and knife, were found in his possession following his arrest. The incident highlights the importance of following traffic regulations and the need for enhanced enforcement to ensure the safety of all road users. The injured last official is wished is wish a speedy recovery and is hoped that incidents like this can be prevented in the future through, the, through increased awareness and strict adherence to traffic rules. The injured last official has been taken to the nearby hospital for treatment. Welcome to Global News Update on our Kronishei podcast. NASA lands largest asteroid sample ever collected in the US. In an epic culmination of a seven-year space voyage, a NASA capsule successfully touched down in the desert of Utah, United States of America, bringing with it the largest asteroid samples ever collected. Scientists are thrilled about the potential insights these samples hold as they can provide a deeper understanding of our solar system formation and the factor that made Earth habitable. Amidst cheers and applause from the Mission Control Center, the Osiris-Rex sample return capsule made a triumphant landing, marking the United States' first ever sample return mission of this kind. NASA chief Bill Nelson expressed his excitement, stating that the asteroid dust will offer an extraordinary glimpse into the early stages of our solar system. After traveling a staggering distance of 3.86 billion miles, that is 6.21 billion kilometers, the probe completed its very descent through Earth's atmosphere and gracefully landed at the Utah Test and Training Range. Four years after its launch in 2016, the Osiris-Rex probe successfully reached the asteroid Bennu 
and collected approximately 9 ounces grams of dust from its rocky surface. Even this seemingly small amount of asteroid dust holds great significance as it can significantly enhance our understanding of the various types of asteroids that could pose a threat to Earth. This remarkable sample return mission is a testament to NASA's ingenuity and dedication to unraveling the mysteries of our universe. Coal mine fire claims at least 16 lives in China. A devastating coal mine fire in Guizhou province, southwest China, resulted in the loss of at least 16 lives. The fire, which started at the Changjiaozhu coal mine, was believed to have been caused by a conveyor belt. Emergency responders managed to extinguish the blaze, but unfortunately, 16 individuals were unable to be revived. Despite efforts to improve safety standards in the mining sector, accidents still occur, often due to lack of enforcement. China, as the world's largest emitter of greenhouse gases, continues to operate numerous coal mines, despite pledging to reduce emissions. Stay tuned to our current podcast with a spot update. Kindly stay tuned. Welcome to Sport Update. Morata's Braves ends Real Madrid's winning streak in derby victory. Avaro Morata's impressive performance led Atletico Madrid to a 3-1 victory over rivals Real Madrid, putting an end to their unbeaten run this season in La Liga. Speaking to DAZN, Morata expressed his satisfaction with his role in the team and desire to win a title with Atletico. He also said the fans played a crucial role in the win with their support from the stands. Madrid coach Carlo Ancelotti made surprising lineup choices, including starting Luka Modric and Tony Cruz. Despite the effort, Atletico took the lead in just four minutes. Pochettino urges struggling Chelsea to match up. Mauricio Pochettino acknowledged that struggling Chelsea needs to grow up following their disappointing season, which hit a new low with a 1 0 loss to Aston Villa on Sunday. Pochettino's team has only managed one win in their last six league games, and only Watkins' goal in the second half secured the victory for Villa at Stamford Bridge. The Blues currently find themselves in the 14th place, just four points above the relegation zone, and have failed to score in their last three matches. The latest setback for Chelsea came when young defender Malugosu was set off in the 58th minute for a challenge on, a, on Lucas Digne. After a VAR review on the pitch side, referee Jared Gillett upgraded the initial yellow card to a red for dangerous play. Additionally, Chelsea striker Nicola Jaskin, who has only scored once since his transfer from Villarreal, received his fifth booking for attempting to block a Villa free kick, resulting in a one-game suspension. Other than criticizing the official, Pochettino emphasized that he and his players must take responsibility for Chelsea's struggle. He stated, it's our responsibility and the player's responsibility. We can't blame the VAR or the referee. We need to handle the situation differently, in a different manner. I won't blame or say anything against Malugosu. Situations occur in football and they have a negative impact on the game and the team. Pochettino stressed the need for the, for the team to mature collectively, not just individually, in order to overcome their current challenges. Specifically mentioned the growth required from players like Nico Jaskin. That's all for the news. Thank you for listening.